Hello listeners, today, a Jordan B. Peterson update. Good morning everyone. Last night I listened to Michaela Peterson's podcast. It popped up in my YouTube feed and it was an interview with her dad, Jordan B. Peterson, explaining what's happened to him over the last year you know why he's pretty much disappeared and why there have been all these rumors about his health. And it was very interesting very illuminating and I think in some ways also very important and I wanted to do a quick little update recording about it you know for a few reasons first of all because I think when people listen to the interview between Michaela and her dad a lot of people are going to go oh how can we take this guy seriously when he ended up having such major problems with prescription drugs shouldn't he have known better as a psychologist and that's partially what I want to address and secondly, it made me think about his book, 12 Rules for Life, slightly differently. So a lot of you will have listened to our two episodes about 12 Rules for Life, where we pretty much reach the conclusion that if people just read the book, there's huge amounts of important information. And the real problem comes when people then listen to interviews or when essentially journos try and bait Peterson and he tries to make a clear case and in doing so, seems to create intellectual chaos for himself and others, and then gets accused of things that I don't actually think he represents. I didn't really think of the subtitle of the book, An Antidote to Chaos. Now, I always just think of 12 Rules for Life. I don't think about adding colon, An Antidote to Chaos. He's had plenty of chaos in his own life, so he may have written this book because he needed to find ways to get through dark days. He needed ways to get back on track. He needed ways to work out what the right thing to do was on days when working that out was very difficult. It's clear in his book that you know, with all the health issues his daughter Michaela had, he's had hard times. But also what becomes clear in the interview is he suffered from fairly serious depression in his life. And also last year, his wife, Tammy, Michaela's mum, it was worked out that she had a really, really dangerous cancer that was potentially going to kill her within months. So what happened to his health was that he was suffering bad anxiety and then ate something that quite possibly you know, poisoned him, his daughter, and his son-in-law. He was affected the most. They put him on something to reduce the symptoms for what he was poisoned from, but also to deal with the anxiety. And this is a drug called benzodiazepine. And if I've said that wrong, sorry, someone please correct me, but knowing nothing about it, I'm just doing the best I can here with the pronunciation. The consequence of being on this drug is your anxiety goes down for a bit, but it's very hard to go off a drug. And if it stops working well, they can put the amount you're on up, which is what they did. And Peterson is one of those people that if you increase the dose, rather than reducing your anxiety, it increases it. He's also one of the people that got one of the terrible side effects, which is a condition called akathisia, which means you're in permanent pain, pain to the point where you can't sit, you can't rest, you can't get comfortable. So on top of mega anxiety, realizing you're an addict to you know, benzodiazepine, you also now are in permanent pain. This resulted in his health crashing, his daughter and son-in-law taking him to Russia to begin treatment to get him off it. 
that started the process. He's now in Serbia where they seem to have achieved some pretty good things and they didn't want to give away too much or assume that they're now out of the woods. Things are definitely better, but he might still be in the woods. And he said a really interesting thing near the end of the interview, and that is he's both pleased and surprised that so many people have been kind about this. Here's a psychologist who should have known better. Here's a psychologist that should have known about drugs. Well, why should have he? Psychologists don't issue drugs. They can't write prescriptions. Because they can't write prescriptions, they don't need to understand the drug book and what drugs do. He had bad depression at different times. The anxiety last year of believing his wife was potentially going to die in the next few months. All the health problems that Michaela's already had. His anxiety went through the roof and he sought help and he took medical advice. And guess what? That medical advice was not particularly helpful and he was one of those people that got the worst possible outcomes with this drug. Now, this is all terrible, but also how can you blame him for it happening? And he makes the point near the end of the interview. He says, you know, if you are waiting for someone to have never made a mistake and have perfect advice for you, guess what? You're going to be waiting a very long time. And I thought, wow, I love the fact he said that because it's so true. Sometimes we just want someone to have the answers for us and we want to know that what they're going to say is something we can implement immediately and bang, that's that. We've now got the answer. And I think that's why I felt the need for us to record the episodes about 12 Rules for Life because it was clear to me in this book are amazingly helpful things. But like all amazing books, all amazing ideas, you can't try a philosophy or a set of ideas on like a onesie and become a different person. There's no magical way to go, here's the onesie, now I'm Super Dave, or Super whoever, you know, insert your name. And the way Peterson talked about it so emotionally really resonated with me because there's times when I teach students or when I train people in consultancy and people are so impressed with what I know and how my ideas might be able to help them do something they want to achieve but they don't seem to always listen when I go, hang on, you're hearing the current best ideas I've got today that are a result of a lifetime of ideas. Take anything I can give you today as tiny pieces, try them on, try using them, add them to you, but add them as tiny pieces that become an extension of the person you already are. When we had Suzanne Eder on last year to talk about the dark side of self-help. We talked about it from two perspectives. First, that people try and sell you an answer to everything. And that's really dangerous because there isn't one. And that the second issue is even if someone is telling you what they're giving you or what they're teaching you or what they're putting in front of you, it's just one interesting idea. People grab hold of it like it will be the transformational idea that will alter everything, like it is the onesie they can put on and become someone new. And that is frightening for people who think and want to share. Like I find that really concerning sometimes. I sometimes don't want to say things because I'm worried that people will take it as that single thing is so powerful. Maybe they can run just with that. So to hear Peterson say it, who knows a lot more than me and has done much deeper research than me. Now I'm not saying he's put any more time in than me, but he's been willing to turn it into an integrated system, into a single book. Please 
listen to the interview with Peterson and remember that when anyone who loves thinking and learning and sharing and empower shares with you, they're trying to give you a small, useful thing to add to who you are. You can only build yourself from where you are. You can't take away what is there. Anything new you add on is an addition. It changes your shape. It changes your size. It changes your direction. But everything you've always and ever done is there behind you and with you. And through accretion, by doing new things, you can overpower old things. You can change. But you don't stop carrying those things. So people's mistakes, their learning curves, are part of what make them amazing. I was trying to think of a mental representation for this I could give you. And the best thing I can come up with is selection for a special operations unit. Imagine you are a special operations unit and there are a whole pile of ideas that want to join you. So it's like any special operations unit. A whole pile of young people want to join the unit. They go through selection. The point of selection is to work out which of these people slash ideas have something to offer the unit can help it stay at the level it's at and maybe over time add a little bit of something new to it. No person can come in and transform the unit immediately. The unit wouldn't want it and you shouldn't want to transform immediately. The other reason selection is a good analogy is because in selection you test people to see if they're up to be a part of amazingly capable units but you don't break them you try and get them to show you they're not ready. You don't break them because if you break them, what good are they to you later? So they might be physically exhausted at the end. They might be mentally exhausted and have some very new insights about themselves, but they're not broken. So test ideas, bring them inside of you to make you a little bit more, but only a little bit more, and then test the next idea. So gain value, empower yourself from the things people share with you, but always do it in an incremental and iterative way. That's sort of my key lesson here, is grow in an iterative and incremental way by taking things on board one tiny step at a time. Grow at a rate where you know you are you and you have an idea of what you're adding. And test it out for a while and then try the next bit. Final thing for today, Jordan Peterson is working on his third book, we will most definitely do a podcast on it when it's available. I hope he's well enough to read the audiobook. Thanks for listening and have a lovely day and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe and like our Facebook page. Search for Blind Insights with David Olney. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. Thank you to the OzCast Network. Peace out.